It's time to start thriving. Start thriving. Let's thrive. The more you know about your body, the better you can take care of it. It's time to take charge of your health. Here we are, so we're going to roll with that. Broadcasting to the Thrive Life community. So we're going to kind of dive into some of those ideas today. From the ACU of Texas Studios, let's thrive. I want to empower you to make that decision. This is Thrive Life Radio with your host, Amy Robison. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. All right, so do you find yourself with a bag of potato chips sitting on the couch and wonder how you got there? Are your emotions steering you to that salty goodness? <laughs> These are the questions we're going to answer for you today with Veronique Eberhardt, personal development coach and owner of Joyous Living. We're going to talk about those in a very unique and interesting way. So hang out with us today because we've got some good stuff this morning. So good morning to you, Thrive Life community. Thank you so much for joining me today live from the ACU of Texas studios. I am your host, Amy Robison, nutrition consultant and owner of My Life Delicious. And I want to know how ready are you to make a change and take charge of your life and health? Here's Amy with this week's Five. Let's Thrive. Thrive in Five. All right, so this is your five-minute health spot of the week for tips, tricks, and resources. This week, because we're going to be talking about some emotional eating, we're going to kind of go into stress and food. I think this will be a great segue into our main topic of the day, which is emotional eating and the chakras. We're going to kind of go back over what the chakras were that we discussed last month. So if you missed that, please go back and listen to that show because it was absolutely fabulous. So let's talk a little bit about stress and food. So how many of you out there are stress eaters? Go ahead, raise your hand if you're a stress eater. It's perfectly okay. Don't be ashamed. I'm kind of one of those in-betweeners. Sometimes stress just makes me not want to eat at all. It kind of shuts down because stress does technically shut your digestion down. So some people kind of start out there. But when it gets really chronic, that's when that stress eating can really start to take over. So your cortisol is going up. It's kind of one of our... Cortisol is that fight or flight hormone, and it's really, really important. It gets a really bad rap, and sometimes I give it a bad rap too, but it's really, really important. However, when the cortisol and the adrenaline are pumping all of the time, that can absolutely make you want to eat pretty much nonstop. It's just like the vicious cycle of being stressed out and then eating because you're trying to kind of calm that down and quell that feeling because eating, especially when it's comfort foods, and that's usually what you want to reach for. Not broccoli. Not broccoli. You're not, not broccoli. You don't want kale, our favorite, or like some matcha green tea or something like that. You definitely want to go for your potato chips, your tub of ice cream, things along those lines, your Cheetos, your Doritos. That's what you, that's just what you want. That's because that's kind of the way your body's designed because you want kind of that quick energy, that quick sustained energy. And that's going to give you quick sustained energy much more than, you know, a plate of broccoli. Although I, I do love broccoli. So when that's part of what is making you eat when you're really stressed out, it's that release of hormones in the body. It's a natural, normal response. It's only becomes problematic when we are in that chronic stress cycle. So we're chronically stressed out, then we're chronically eating. Then we chronically start to gain weight. Then we chronically start to release more hormones. Then we chronically start to um, have more weight on us and we feel miserable and miserable and miserable. And then the disease process starts because we can't get ourselves out of that loop. So some of the things that 
kind of contribute to this problem, not only the stress, but, you know, I, I wrote down in my notes, you know, the odds are just never in your favor when it comes to advertising. So every time you turn on the TV and people are eating all of this, you know, crazy food and they're so happy and they're, you know, running, whatever, running on the beach, eating their burger. And they're just like, this is the greatest day ever. So when we see that, our brain takes that in and makes that correlation that, oh, these people are eating all of these foods and they're so happy or they're having community around eating burgers and fries. And not that I'm opposed to burgers and fries. I love myself a burger and fries. So <laughs> I'm not opposed to those things, but we, we get these signals constantly. So not only are we dealing with the stress of our lives, maybe with our work, family, and things like that, but then we're dealing with the stress signals that we're getting from television, from social media, and then also from the social, all the social media stuff of you need to look a certain way, you need to be a certain way, and keeping up with the Joneses, which we've talked a little bit about that. So you've got that, and then you kind of top on that patterns that you've maybe had since you were a little kid. So maybe if you had a bad day at school, your mom took you out for ice cream or something bad happened. Oh, well, let me make you your favorite meal. And we start to form those comforting, those self-soothing mechanisms with food as opposed to having appropriate patterns of behavior to self-soothe and kind of go through a stressful or, you know, difficult pattern. I think we talked about this a little bit last month, actually. Um, That is also part of the issue. So you can see that it's not just you and there's something wrong with you and you're broken. Things are coming at you from multiple different directions. They're coming at you from inside of your body with those hormone shifts. They're coming at you from what you're seeing media wise. Then they're coming at you from those old behavior patterns and thought patterns you've had since you were a little kid. So we get the body and mind start to become out of sync. They're out of whack. We don't have that connection anymore. So it's kind of like one's running the other, either the mind and negative thought patterns or the old behaviors are running the body or the hormones that are being released in the body are now running the brain and makes you want to eat all of the time and all of the things. And this is really common. And part of that comes back to, you know, what is the story you're telling yourself every day? And Veronique, I know this is something that you see in your practice. So what kind of stress and food patterns, you know, do you see just kind of on the average? And we'll get down into the chakras here in a little bit, but I kind of want to start here and start with stress and food. Well, I don't know you guys, but just listening (laughs) to you, I'm totally stressed out. (laughs) So yep. let's just take a big breath, deep breath, maybe the first of your day, just take, breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. Because this is really the core of the problem. Yes. This is so much confusion, so much confusion. You know, what, yes, we have to keep up with the genesis. This is emotional. Oh, they're happy. I'm not happy enough. Yeah. When we start to, con- to compare ourselves to other people, I'm not happy enough. You know, I should drink, Absolutely. I should drink this, this drink, you know, like sparkly, <laughs> dark colored drink, and I'll be happy. Or I'm not thin enough. And once I'm, lose, or I'm losing all those weight, all that weight, and I can go on the beach with my favorite bikini or whatever, my husband will, will love me again. Yeah. So this is really what uh, I see a lot. Mm-hmm. It's comparison. We compare ourselves and we don't have the inner strength and the inner love. I would say it's a big word, but even respect. Sometimes just let's start with respect. Let's not go back all the way up to to love. Just respect and acceptance and understanding of who we are and uh, what is make us up and what is really really our strengths and what is us. And once we go there, then there is already a beginning of a solution. Uh, So what I really see is people comparing people 
believing that they are not good enough. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. good enough. It's all my fault. Everything is all my fault. And then we have people like me who are telling them, well, we create our reality. And then this is even... <laughs> an added layer. An added layer added of like, layer. I can't, what? I hate myself. What do you mean? This is all my fault. And on top of that, it's all my fault. And uh, I'm like, yes. no, it is not about, <laughs> it's not about good and bad. It's yeah. not about fault. And, you know, it's about just being aware, being aware. And it's about, um, yeah, really being aware that this is not working out. So let's find another yeah. way of doing things because this is not working out. Absolutely. And I love the fact that you you bring it back to awareness because that's really at the end of the day what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It's not about the fault and the blame and no. like you said, good or bad. You know, it really truly is about being aware of what's going on. What are the patterns that you're creating every day? Exactly. And you know, where did they come from and how do we move past it and beyond that? And mm-hmm. that's some of the things we're gonna talk about today because that's where we wanna get you to is that we're not always like in that blame game and hating ourselves and mm-hmm. t- telling ourselves how horrible. I mean, I'll have clients who I have people do food logs um, for me. So I can get an idea of what they're eating and also bring awareness for them of what they're putting in their body. And they will put in their food logs, they will say, I hate myself. My body hates me. I am a disgusting human being. They will put this stuff into their food logs, which I actually kind of appreciate that they write it out because it gives me an idea of what's going on in their brain that they're not able to move or in their body that they're not able to move past some of the patterns that they have. And part of it is this self-hatred thing, Yes, you know, and I know some of that stems from culturally how we, um, or like we say, you know, keeping up with the Jones is how we're trying to maintain this level of, you know, life that is completely, <laughs> really, it's unattainable. We've set this level of perfection. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to be perfect instead of maybe just trying to be consistent and respect ourselves. I think well, that's such an important yeah. word. Yeah. And there's something that you said that it's very important for me to tell uh, people as well is it's very acceptable in our society to hate ourselves. Yes, it's oh very my gosh. respectable. It's a good thing. Yeah, you know you de- you you know you're not taking yourself seriously, and uh, it's uh, almost honorable. Oh, of course you should hate yourself. Look at <laughs> look at you. I mean, you're not. And but but because there is a but there. Yes, the the really the beginning of changing our food story, the the beginning of changing our, our life story is really to treat ourselves with love and kindness. And what does that mean concretely to live ourselves to, to treat ourselves with you know love and kindness? It's very simple actually. It's treat yourself the way you would treat somebody else that you love. Yes. Or that you care for, or that at least you are having a little bit of connection with. Even your coworker, you don't have to love your coworker. If you would just treat yourself the way you treat your coworker yeah. most of the time, yeah. that would be a great beginning. Let's not go into yes. big things, but just like respect. Just respect. Yeah. I don't know what it, if I was reading something or watching something the other day. I, I'm not, I don't remember now too many things. So, but they were talking about how if you would treat yourself or take care of yourself and your health, the way you take care of another human being, mm-hmm. whether that's a family member or even your pet, mm-hmm. people take better care of their pets mm-hmm. than they do their own health. So if you even just started there, like how, okay, if you love your pet and you take care of mm-hmm. your pet, best food, anything they need, make sure they get exercise every day. <laughs> All of these things that we do for a pet, if we even just start there and start to bring those things into our own life and how we treat ourselves, we can start making those shifts. 
relationships. It can be that simple, but we do take better care of other people than we do ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And it's acceptable. Like you said, it's, it's up to actually, it's, it's a virtue. It's a virtue. It's a virtue to take care of everyone else, especially for women, take care of everybody else and not take care of ourselves. Absolutely. We, we, that's exactly what it is. So we need one of, (laughs) it's interesting what a lot, one of the things I'm doing with my clients is teaching them to be bad. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and yes. really like accept yourself not only when you're good, when only when, when you're bad. beautiful, but also love yourself when you're bad. We are going to tell you how to love yourself when you're bad when we come back. Welcome back, Thrive Live community. So happy to be with you this morning. We are off to a great start because I have Veronique back on the show with me today. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we always have way too much fun. We had a great first segment conversation about stress and food because our main topic today is emotional eating. And, you know, that is a pretty weighty topic. Not, you know, no pun intended there. <laughs> it is a pretty weighty topic and it's one that is really difficult for people to talk about. It's a taboo subject, you know, emotional eating. You're not supposed to talk about it. And we kind of ended the last segment um, discussing how, especially women, but also men do this. We don't want to leave the guys out. Especially women, we are really, really hard on ourselves. And we have, you know, some self-hatred there and a lack of respect for ourselves. And that culturally, it's acceptable for us to behave that way. So you said something really interesting right as we were going to break about talking to your clients about being bad. Yeah. Tell me what that means. Well, I'm not being <laughs> so, so blunt with clients because I don't want to scare them away. But it's really about how easy it is to love ourselves when we are good, when we are really mm-hmm. feeling, you know, on top of our games. And, you know, that's, that's usually, not for everybody, but usually something that we do pretty easily. Mm-hmm. But what, what if we could love ourselves when we are not being good, when we are not on top of our ga- game, yeah. when we have those extra pounds, when we have been procrastinating forever, <laughs> when we have been, you know, and you're not the yeah. only one, you know, I mean, anyway. And what, what would that take yeah. to really love ourselves when we are not on top of our, our game? We have to realize as human being, being in the light being good or being in the light or being, you know, having, uh, being where we want to be comes with being in the dark. Yeah. And this is such we, a good point. We need, there is no light if there is no dark. There is no, you know, the shadow is just what is, comes from the light. If, you, if there is no matter, there is no spirit. We are um, white and black. We are good and bad. We are body and mind and, and spirit. This is what, what we are. So we need to come back to that and realize that what we call that bad it's not bad. It's just a part of ourselves that is having a function in our life. Mm. So we need to go back and say, well, what is the function of being bad? So what is being bad is being, for a lot of women, is being selfish. Yes. What, <laughs> it, what is, you know, they will say, well, I'm selfish. I cannot do that. I cannot take this time for myself mm-hmm. because it's going to be selfish. Yeah. What is the gift of selfishness? What if you could be selfish 15 minutes every morning, put your shoes, tennis shoes, leave your, your husband only asking for, to help you, take care of the baby and just be bad. Take this 15 minutes for yourself. Go for a little walk or run or whatever, meditation, whatever it is you want to do. What is the gift in being selfish? How many people have to be selfish? If you want to write a book, if you want to do a project, you need to find the time to do it. Yeah, and you, you have to be selfish to do that. You need, it's your time. So selfish 
then all of a sudden is not having the same connotation. Then it's the ability to say no to something so that you can say yes to something else. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's mm-hmm. such a great description and so and so so important. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, for women and for men, that we have, we can take the time for ourselves and not feel bad about it. That but, it's really yeah. actually a critical component of self care. And I would say the time and the money, mm-hmm. the resources, yeah, the resources, the resources. Mm-hmm. How many women do I see? They know they need something. They need to either you know go for to be coached. I mean, yeah. I see, how many women do I see that? Like, oh, I have to ask my husband. I barely have any men as telling me I need to ask my <laughs> wife. I don't think I've ever had a man say that I need, they need to ask their wife about spending money. But I have had women say they need to talk to how their husband many? about how spending often? money. How often? All of the time. Yeah, all the so, time. And this is part of I cannot I cannot indulge. I cannot mm-hmm. I cannot do that for myself. I'm going to be bad. Well, yes. Yes. Go for it. Go for it. Do <laughs> yeah. it. Do it. Yes. Yeah. It's just so that self-care, that selfishness is so, so critical. Yeah. And it really, truly is. Like you said, it's just the ability to say no to something so that you can say yes to something for yourself. Yeah. And when we take selfishness, what is selfishness? Selfishness is just acting out of ourself. Mm-hmm. And our self is something which is worth it. It's not everything that is. It's not everything your body and whatever is not the whole thing. We know we are mind, body and spirit. Mm-hmm. But that's all what it is. It's yeah. just all of a sudden acting for the good of yourself. That's all what it is. There's nothing more to that. Now, we don't want to overindulge and becoming a brat. But I'm telling you that if we don't acknowledge our needs, our deepest needs, our needs to have time for ourselves, then we push them down. So there is two solutions. Either we create a disease we're mm-hmm. going to get yes. put it to a way that we create or, or, or mental difficulties mm-hmm. or depression or addiction, or we're going to really act out of it and then yes. really and consciously go full blast out of it. And, and, and that's how you go from being the perfect mother, giving all your time to all of a sudden getting out of the house, leaving the kids and the husband behind and not talking anymore to anybody in your family. Just because for so many years you've been pushing your basic need to have some time for yourself, all of a sudden you explode yep. and, and you don't know what to do anymore and you just get out of there and you don't want to hear about anything anymore. Yep. This is what is acting out of a, a suppressed need means. Yes, and yeah. that's, I mean, because it's got to come out. It's, it's going to come out when we're there. Com- you cannot exactly. keep it suppressed yeah. forever. It's going to come yeah. out. And like you said, when it comes out, it's mm-hmm. going to come out in a more negative fashion. Yes. It's going to be in yes. disease in the body because yep. it's festering in the body. It's creating mm-hmm. disease. Or you're going to act out, you know, externally and do exactly. something that would maybe be out of character for you to do just Absolutely. because you, you just can't, ha- you can't, you can't keep the status quo anymore. You Absolutely. Can't do it. That's yeah. what, what's happening. And we see it in the world all the time. Yes. We see it all the time. Yes. So yeah. how can we tie this whole amazing conversation back into working with the chakras yeah. to start getting, and I think there was something that you put in your, in your notes kind of um, towards the end that I thought was really, really excellent. It was kind of about working um, into the level of like release or, um, I don't remember the exact word you said, but I was like, yes, that is it. You know, you're working up from like the bottom up to get the full release and realization out. Yes. Yeah. Well, there is two things. First of all, let's go back a little bit into the chakra. So chakras is is a system, energetic system. The chakra are our 
um, energetic ecosystem in the body. I love the word ecosystem because ecosystem means that it's interrelated. So we have a nervous ecosystem. We have a, a you have a, a physical whatever like um, you know the ecosystem, the digestive ecosystem, all those things. You know the. Um, biological ecosystem mm -hmm. and you have an energetic ecosystem so the chakras where um, it's it's a, it's a system that has been used in eastern uh, um, wisdom for over 5,000 years and it's coming back into our world mm -hmm. into yes. eastern world as, as yoga is coming and ayurveda and all those wonderful wisdom which are also it's interesting because all those uh, this eastern wisdom is connecting the body with the mind mm -hmm. so how can we heal the body using our ecosystem our energetic ecosystem it's all a matter of balance so when we are born we are born into a body and we are born into the first chakra we are rooted in earth so that last last month we talk about the first the root chakra the second and the third so when we were born we start our journey into our emotional energetic energetic i would say um, world and journey and as we grow and as we um as yeah as we grow we add chakras one after the other so i what i, what I wanted to say there is that this uh, ecosystem here it's a way to um to read our story it's a way to read what's happening for us it's a way to read our experience as well because each time a child is building up a new a new a new energetic center there's going to be a new awareness mm, and yeah. each time a child is adding a new experience the energetic system might be either uh, built uh, balance or they can be wounded Mm, they yeah. can be wounded. So yeah. depending on your experience. So it's very interesting when you work with the chakra to see how uh, an experience of a child that we know is going to be the adult mm -hmm. is, yes. is going to be formed by an uh, energetic uh, system which is out of whack. So if you're born into a family who is having trouble, is dysfunctional for some reason, and then the first emotion, the first energy you get from your family is that it's not safe mm -hmm. to be here. Then the whole rest of the ecosystem, the energetic, is going to be based on the feeling of unsafety. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So what's going to happen when when you get there is that as as you're unsafe, you are in danger. So what we talk, you, know, you talk about uh, stress and fight and flight and mm -hmm. all those things. So you have this, you're in a danger mode from the beginning as being in an unsafe situation. Those people, these parents there, are they really able to take care of me? Are yeah. they really able to love me the way I deserve it and the way I need it? Yeah. As babies, we need that. Yes. There is nothing we can do. Very critical. So that's, that can bring a, a, a subtract of fight and flight for the rest of your life. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So fight and flight, stress, and um, and then eating disorder is can be built right from the beginning. And we see children not only you have the, the the emotional, but you have parents who don't know how to deal with the emotion of children. And what do they do? 
Give them food. Give them sugar, sugar and food. Sugar, yep. be food. Have some candy. Have, have some, some ice candy. cream. Yes. You know, whatever that may be for that, yeah. you know, to soothe yes. them and, yes. and calm them down. Even though it usually has the opposite of yeah. Well, <laughs> But, uh, you know, from the, yes. from the emotional perspective, Absolutely. though, it can calm you down. So what yeah. we need to do there and parents need to do is take the child, reassure that the child is, in, is safe uh, and, and make sure that he's loved and get the parents themselves and to get need to get into this place where they are safe and 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 in security themselves that they can grow the child need that they could really can go to the children and and respond to their needs this is really what we need to to see so that's really from the very beginning when we use the chakra system and we see it from that perspective, it's like, oh my, it makes really sense. It really does make sense. It makes sense that, you know, especially because the chakra system is not fully developed as a child when you're born, that when you hit those certain points in life, and those are the things that you're being taught, and those are the things that are yeah. being imprinted yeah. on you, that you're almost kind of stuck at that level. Yeah. Yeah. So when we come back, we are going to talk about moving into that next chakra, into mm-hmm. that heart chakra, and what we can do for the healing yeah. aspect. Absolutely. Yeah. of going into emotional eating and we're doing that from kind of the energetic perspective and talking back into the chakras so at the beginning of the last segment we talked a little bit about what that was so if you missed that definitely kind of go back um, and listen to the show and last month we started this process of kind of going into chakras one two and three so we wanted to kind of add on top of that this month with discussing those um, initially but then also going into the fourth chakra which is the heart chakra and discussing that in relation to emotional eating and you know you were saying you know why we go up and down so let's talk about that yeah i've been starting on the first chakra and we talked about the fact how we how we build our chakras we grow up and how each chakra is building on top of each of the other chakra is a fancy word for energetic center in our body okay so when we talk uh, you have two uh, movement in the energetic um, ecosystem. You have the way up, which is the way of liberation. The bottom three chakras, as well, we talked about last month and talking about that today, is what is ground us. Mm-hmm. It's it's our, uh, it's the I would call that it's the the physical. Yeah. It's the physical. And as we go up, we go up to to the last chakra, which is really the connection to the divine. So this is the current of liberation that we go yes. like from the matter. To the, to the spiritual, energetic. so yes. that and a lot of us, a lot of us, uh, in you know, when you are in personal development world, that's what we all thrive for liberation. But we also want to manifest, and the downward, the downward current, it the current of manifestation, everything which is material, we need to live, we need to pay our rent. Yes, we need to eat. We need, yes. you know, we, we need those physical things. We as need well. those physical things yeah. as well. This is what you know, and you can say this is what to be human, to be in the physical and in the spiritual in the same time. Yeah. So the the chakra system is giving us an amazing tool to be in balance. What we need is in balance. You know, you can be the most amazing yogi and not being able to pay your rent. Yes. 
<laughs> as you yes as you you know there's many examples of that out there where they're yes. so living in that yeah. the, you know the esoteric and the you know ethereal exactly. that they don't have feet on the ground to Not also ground. you know yeah. live in this world absolutely too. and yeah. you can also of course having your feet on the ground so much that you forget about yes. about anything else that all yeah. what matters is you and we are in, into the egocentric world so some people depending on your on your view of the world you might think well everybody's egoistic everybody's just concerned about matter we are and our society is really much first and second chakra mm-hmm. that's true yeah. so we need to bring this awareness to go to the liberation of the the, the, the need but a lot of our a lot of our people a lot of people out there they just need to be able to manifest yes especially people who are maybe listening to this show thrive and already have some awareness and have so much to give to the world and they are so much into giving and uh, awareness and and all these beautiful things but they cannot get into a steady paycheck yes mm-hmm. and they cannot get into all they can tell everybody how to do things but they cannot do it for themselves yes. or, ca- <laughs> or taking care of everybody and then don't take care of themselves mm-hmm. so this is where we go down into manifesting and that's why I'm, I'm uh, passionate about this the, the chakra uh, reading Mm-hmm. of of the body so it's a reading of the body but it's also a reading of our of our uh, psyche of our you know um eastern world has developed psychoanalysis and psychology very recently so that's a science where we only we are only concerned about the mind mm-hmm. and we go back and talk about mom it's always the mom's fault <laughs> Anything that happened in it's always mom's fault, and then you can spend years, yes, years, you know, rehashing it, rehashing and and going in the mind, and you know your story very well. Mm -hmm. The ancient wisdom of East, not the East, which is into the chakra and other stuff, but this, what we're talking about today, it's interesting because you have that built in in the chakra you know if in the, the first year you've been wounded that way or you had that experience it's building your body mm-hmm. so it's not only in your mind it's not only in your thinking it's not only up there in something that you're going to talk and talk and talk but it's also in into your the memory of the energetical yes. ecosystem in mm-hmm. the memory of your body and this is and we can i work with people really to to release that yes that's the beauty of it we have the tools and and the chinese medicine has the tool you know using acupuncture acupressure now we use emotion we use uh, emotional freedom technique which is a energy psychology tool based on the same principle so once we understand what we can do with this amazing wisdom, we realize, oh my goodness, let's let's you know, let's yes. go there, and yes. we don't need to go back and say it's mommy's fault, but, over and over and, and over, over again. But we yes. can say, well, what happened when you were four? And when you were four, you know, that's the second chakra has been building itself since the age six months to, uh, to actually to the age two. That's when the second chakra comes into play. Mm. It's built on the first chakra. So the first chakra, you have your safety, basic needs. You need to be safe. You need to be accepted on this earth. You need to be accepted in this family. You need to be fed. The second chakra, it's when you start to want something. And the second chakra is fascinating because it's really about a fire, passion, empowerment. Mm. This is why you have the, the desire. It's not, yeah. what, it's not the basic need. It's more. It's when you start to want more. Yeah. And uh, on the perspective of food story 
It's when if your second chakra is in balance, you can enjoy what you eat yeah. in balance. But if your second chakra is in override, what's going to happen? That's the place of all, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> that's exactly. That's the place of all the excess. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I can even see from the perspective of, you know, with, with exactly what you're talking about with um, people who have a lot of digestive turmoil. Absolutely. Oh, I can absolutely see that connection. Absolutely. Yes. It's, it's, you know, the second chakra, it's really where all of a sudden you want something, but you've been denied. Mm -hmm. Because you're not good enough or because, yes. you know, be a good boy, be a good girl. Mm -hmm. And you've been denied that. And then you're going to act out of that. It's really when I want, it's the place where addiction and gluttony mm. is being formed. So again, I mean, it's, not, it's, it's an interesting vision because for a lot of people, addiction and gluttony is a lack of willpower. Right. So there is judgment. When yes. you see that as an energetic thing that needs to be addressed, then there is the mind and the judgment is taken out of the picture. And then you actually can balance the second, it's just the second chakra balance thing. Mm. So what, you know, and, yes. and all of a sudden you get out of all this judgment and it's like, oh wow, it's so, and I believe very liberating. On the other hand, if the second chakra is underactive, then that's where you get into depression lack of desire, mm. Imp importance for men and even for women, lack mm -hmm. of desire and, and maybe a blah, mm -hmm. you know, you like, not very motivated, uh, no just motivated, no, no drive, no drive. Yeah. You sit on the, on the sofa and mm -hmm. on the coach and what do you do? Watch, been watch Netflix and eat popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but you know, so that's again, it's, it's very bad. It's very people that society is very judgmental about mm -hmm. that. Yes. Very, very judgmental. So if we can see that from a, a lack of balance in the second chakra, which is extremely powerful, the energy in there. Look, think about a child in your life who is one, two years old. They're always in movement. They're always rolling in the grass. They're moving. They're being this. Even the tantrum. Can you see how much energy it takes to do a tantrum? If we had a portion of that energy back into our life, a portion of that energy back into our life. What can you do with 10% of this energy of a two years old? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know yeah. people say that all the time. I wish I had the energy that my kids have. Yeah. Yeah. And what do we do with our kids? We cannot, we cannot handle that. We can't that. handle their energy. So we yeah. just push it down. And then the child very quickly understands that either he wants to be, he's afraid of being spanked mm -hmm. or afraid of being punished. So he's going to push this energy down or he's going to act out. Yep. And in a family, you always often have the two. My sister was the acting out. She was like, I'm going to go full blast. And mm -hmm. she got all the spanking and all the punishing. And I was like, mom has enough to do with my sister. And I, I was a good girl. So I was pushing all pushing that energy. Yeah. And, and both. And actually, I think for people, who are, the kids who are pushing the energy down, it's where you are in danger of getting sick mm -hmm. all the time. I this agree. Is, yes. that's, this is the nice, the, the, you're the cute and nice mm -hmm. and well-behaved little girl or little boy who is really like wanting to please mom mm -hmm. and dad. Yes. And, and then that's where you're starting to have diseases, which I started when I was 11. It's not, it's not a surprise, starting yeah. to have like autoimmune disorders. So it's not, it's not a surprise. The body is starting to speak. So yes. from the second, mm -hmm. we go up to the third chakra. Do you want to go there? Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. just keep going. This is great. Yeah, the third chakra is enthusiasm, action, the miracle flow in the third chakra. That's when you have the first, you know, you come up, this mighty energy of the second chakra is going into the third chakra. It's when you get into action. This is the chi 
the place of the qi in Chinese energy. This is where you have all the digestion mm -hmm. is happening there. But this is also where you have the gut feeling. That's also where you have the butterfly in your belly. That's also where you have, um, uh, you know, the nerves. And mm -hmm. then you have uh, uh, the heat that the, the Chinese talk about the heat. And then we say, well, it's an ulcer. Well, that's the heat. <laughs> that's it's the like, heat. Yeah. you know, it's, it's too much heat. So let's balance that. When a, a third chakra is overactive, uh, you're quick to anger. Mm -hmm. you, are, you, have, you need to control. You need to micromanage. You know, so the, the, the third chakra is what is going to, to make us the best business person. But also when it's overactive, it's like my, your life is my life mm -hmm. and I need to control you. Yes. So a lot of stress there, a lot of maybe again, greediness. What is oh, it's yeah. greediness? It's translated into gluttony again, mm -hmm. but also I would say almost drinking and all these addiction as well are there. So you need to soothe yourself, mm -hmm. or, or you need to always be in this excitement, in this yes. excitement as well. So yeah. this is this is coming in there as well, and we need to be in control. Feeling need to be in control in the third chakra. So you can also have other reaction, which is um, anorexia. Oh, yes. Yeah, needing to be in control yes, be as in well. Control. Needing to be in control. It's a very... Uh, so the, for you, I mean, obviously, uh, as a health coach, I would say the digestive issue are coming there and you have um, adrenal exhaustion, uh, pancreas issue, liver, kidney, yes. etc. Yes, so much stuff. We're going to dive right back into this in a second. So good. of course as always to be with you on this wonderful Friday morning because I love you all it's so great and we have so much fun on this show we have, we have so many amazing guests and amazing content for you and Veronique is back with me today and we are just really going into emotional eating and talking about you know the energetic ecosystem I love that phrase and kind of what that means and so we've kind of been building from the ground up so we've talked kind of through the what are called the chakras that emotional ecosystem the first one two and three chakras and kind of how that is related to um, how we eat in our emotional response to things. And we're moving now into the wonderful fourth heart chakra. Yeah. So why don't you kind of talk about what that is? And, and you know, if you need to also, you know, give a little bit of a one, two, three, and then into the four. Well, the fourth chakra is really the seat of wisdom. Okay. It's universal love, ability to see the divine in ourselves, mm. not the divine way out there, but in ourselves. Interestingly enough, the fourth chakra grows between the age of four and the age of seven. Mm. And I don't know you in America, how you, or, you know, in the American culture, how you view the age seven. But in France, seven is a threshold. We say it's the age of, you know, the coming to wisdom. L'âge de raison. It's that when you understand, when the child starts to understand what's going mm -hmm. on. And that's interesting because in, in, the, in this ecosystem, this is when the, seven, the, the heart chakra starts to be built and is complete. Yeah. Uh, it's taught uh, at yeah. four, but it's complete. Where you finally get to, you know, the, 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 what we talk about, all these um, needs uh, for safety, for, for pleasure, for joy, for action, all that has been complete. So all the material world is complete. Now, 
we are going to the heart chakra is in the middle of the ecosystem. The th three right. chakra, one, two, three, mm -hmm. then the heart chakra, and then we're going to get to build the fifth, which is uh, the the or the throat, and then uh, the third, the, the sixth, which is uh, intuition, the um, the middle, the eye, the, I call that intuition, which is uh, the third eye, and then the seventh chakra, which is your connection to the divine. Okay, so the heart chakra is in the middle. It's making the link between the the earth and and the sky and between the body and and the soul it's really where it is so um we uh when we go there we are really into love mm -hmm. into love this yeah. is really what the fourth chakra is unsurprisingly even though it's interesting because in some in some uh, culture like in the jewish uh, culture tradition that we find in the bible when when we talk about the heart it's the seat of wisdom is the seed of knowledge. But in, the, in our ecosystem, it really is about love. And um, uh, so when we feel balance, when it's balanced, the chakra, you, you are able to equally love yourself and uh, love others. This is what the fourth chakra, the heart chakra in balance feels like. It's like you can, you can be of service in the world without forgetting about yourself, mm -hmm. you yes. know. So even, you know, tough, the tough thing happened, you can still see compassion and kindness in others. So we are able to, to, to project our own um, love for ourselves and understanding for ourselves into others. Um, and of course, to have a fourth chakra in balance, we need to have the first three in balance. So like we talked earlier about the, 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 the light and the dark, the good and the bad, taking everything in. When we get into a fourth chakra, who can see that? We can accept that sometimes we are imperfect. Then we can accept that the other one is also imperfect. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's such an important point to make. And we kind of talked about that in the beginning of the show of that we are all, we all have good and bad in us, you know, bad for however you want to define mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But that really tr truly starting to love yourself is it actually accepting all of that and that Absolutely. all of that's a part of you yeah. and that that's okay. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, when you start to suppress that and push that down, then that's usually when it starts to express itself mm -hmm. in disease or something more negative Absolutely. so that balance in the heart mm -hmm. and you know and when you can accept and love yourself you can accept and love other people yeah. if you can't do that for yourself you can't I don't I don't really see how you can really truly do that for someone else yeah so yeah. when 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 the the chakra is the fourth chakra is overactive when we have too much of this heart going on then that's when we uh, we lose our personal boundaries and that's when you know we start to make unhealthy choices and that's when we do things in the name of love. This is when the mother is going to completely forget all about herself for the children. Yeah. You know, and when the kids when the kids are really like very young, it's very normal. You know, you need mm -hmm. to give everything to your child, right. but there is a moment when you need to find yourself back. And you and uh, it doesn't I've said the mother because it's typical of the mother, but the father too. I mean, my husband when my son was born was like an amazing tiger woman, <laughs> tiger dad. And for you know, you forget yourself for a moment and it's mm -hmm. fine. But then you need to come back. You cannot make, keep all your life making unhealthy choices in the name.
name of love. Yeah. In the name of love. So that's that can be the matter with you know forgetting about ourselves and about the body. It can be of course. I mean, all those things we accept, like uh, seek relationship, want to accept to be uh, talk, you know, abuse, mm-hmm. um, abusive relationship in the name of love. Yeah. So that's an overactive when we need, we need, we need, we need, 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 need yes. you. We need your love, and we don't know who, who we are. Mm-hmm. In term of, you know, in term of weight, that, you know, when you put the other in front of yourself, in term of eating, in term of health, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. When you forget about yourself, you yeah. know, it's really how, how you, um, uh, you really don't, you don't care about what you eat, you don't care about what you wear, you don't care what, how much, you know, how much weight you've been putting on. So that's really something that has real repercussion on, on how you're going to, uh, to view emotional eating. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You kind of put yourself on autopilot and mm-hmm. don't really pay attention to what's going on because yeah. you're so focused on everybody else and making sure everyone else is okay. Yeah. 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 And when and the, when it's interactive, it's it's really a different you feel like it's hard to close to be close to anyone. So an interactive force chakra is really hard to be close and to be connected to people. So you can isolate yourself mm-hmm. and you can feel lonely. You can feel like nobody loves me. And that's and that's also not a good place to be. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. So what I tell people all the time is we need to love ourselves now. Not when we lose the weight. Not when we thin. Not when we're successful. Because there is no guarantee that we're going to love ourselves when we have lost the weight. Yes. <laughs> that's very, very true. Yeah. yeah because because there's more to it it's because it's not the weight the weight isn't the issue no. it's the all of the other things the imbalances yep. the energetic imbalances that mm-hmm. are really the core of the problem so if you lose that weight and you don't work on the other aspects the mm-hmm. opportunity for you to gain that weight back is much higher because you don't like yourself when you even get there. There is many, many aspects to that. And yeah. I have several clients uh, and I've had clients uh, really talking to that. First of all, um, we think when I'm there, I, I love myself. So there is a condition, a conditional love. And then the idea is, what if I don't love, it's somewhere in the back, what if I don't love myself? What is, yeah. what's going to happen? What if it's not the real issue? So it's even this idea, what if I realize that I do all that work and I realize that still people don't like me or still I don't like myself then, and that's really what is preventing a lot of people to get into action in the first place. Yeah. Because there is somewhere in my mind, oh, I'll be happy when I'm thin, but there is another layer that say, what if it's <laughs> what not, if I'm not? What, is, what if I'm not? Yeah, and then what do you do? Where, where are you? You're starting, you're starting over or you're doing nothing at all. Yeah. And that's really probably the more common one is that you just do nothing. Like you said, there's no drive to yeah. take the action because yeah. all of those, it's like those energetic centers are all just kind of stunted. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, you can't do anything at that yeah. point. So yeah. that's when you're stuck. Yeah. Either you do yo-yo dating, which is you start for one week, two weeks, full mm-hmm. blast. You hurt yourself because there is not enough respect for your body yeah. and you lose a couple of pounds. And then, no, it's too hard. So I'm going to go back to uh, to what was before. So the balance is really the main. The balance is the main idea. The balance uh, in all this ecosystem, energetic ecosystem. How am I going to go? It's not about the weight. The weight is not the issue. The emotional eating is not the issue. The emotional eating and the weight is the result, the end result of a deeper issue. 
Yeah. And these are the deeper issues that we want to address. You want to address that as, as a health coach, and I want to address that uh, as a personal development success coach. This is really what I want to, to people to understand. This is the problem is not the emotional eating, but the emotional eating is pointing us to the problem. Yes, exactly. So if you have loved what you have heard today, what's your website? How can people get to you? We got 10 seconds. Yes, joyousliving.me. Uh, I'm on the uh, website, so joyous living because we want to live joyously it's much easier and of course go also on my on my uh, facebook page and uh, i just po posted a, a video on uh, emotional eating as well and awesome. uh, emotional freedom technique. thank you veronique we love it see you all next week